It was an emotional and a productive weekend for the Cardinals as they take two of three from the Pirates. It was the final regular season home series for Albert and Yachty. We'll talk about their impact and greatness. We'll recap the good and the bad on the field from the weekend. We've got the latest on the recoveries of Jordan Hicks and Tyler O'Neill. Plus, we'll give you the latest on the playoff picture on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern. I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter. That would be cool at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals on Twitter. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast. We're also available on YouTube. Make sure to like and subscribe. Hit that notification button and comment so you can interact with us. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Well, it was the final regular season home series for the team this weekend. And uh, in case you were on an island somewhere, you may have heard it was also the final regular season home series in the careers of Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina. It's hard to believe it's here. The end of the road for two of the greatest Cardinals players in the history of the franchise. And it's starting to sink in. It's starting to sink in now that next year we will not have either of these icons wearing a Cardinal uniform. Now, Albert... He's been gone before, all right? He's been gone a decade and came back into our lives like kind of like a band coming back on stage for an encore performance during one of their shows. He came back this season, and we loved it. We loved the fact that he came back home, which was said on a number of occasions on Sunday during that pregame ceremony. It's been an incredible season because let's be a, let's be honest. At the beginning of the year, people were starting to go, uh, was this such a great idea? He wasn't exactly lighting it up there in the first half of the season. Plenty of people whispering how maybe Juan Yepes. Should Juan Yepes have more bats than Albert Pujols right now? Juan Yepes is the future. Albert's old. And some of those arguments had some merit. Okay, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. It didn't look so good at the beginning of the year. But I, will, I, for one, quite happy that Ollie decided, you know what, we're going to keep number five in the lineup a little bit longer because his second half of the season has been something extraordinary. It feels like something drawn up in Hollywood instead of St. Louis. Now, if you haven't looked at the stats, I, I can lay them all out there for you. First half of the season, Albert hits 215. Yeah. Six home runs, 20 RBIs. You're kind of happy with the power and the RBIs considering the amount of the bats he was getting, but the average, not so good. Then after that incredible scene, he gets he gets to go to the All-Star game. He gets to compete in the Home Run Derby. Cool stuff. He gets the standing ovation from the crowd in L.A. And then what I think was most important was the fact that during that Home Run Derby, when the rest of the players gathered around him, giving him the applause, shaking his hand, pats on the back, you could tell he was overwhelmed by it all. and was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you guys all think I'm this cool still. Because we did. And we still do, Albert. We think you're very, very cool. And we want to see you go out with a bang, not a whimper, which is what was happening in that first half of the season. But um, it was great. You know, his, his greatness was properly acknowledged on a national stage. 
So everybody got to see all the players do this and to see the fans in LA do what they did. And I no doubt feel that it inspired Albert and made him feel better about himself. Because I think when you struggle at anything in life, at certain points, you think like, well, this is just the way it is. And I'm just not as good as I used to be. And I, I feel like maybe that is how Albert was feeling at the time. But when he got the adulation and everything from everybody else, I think it kind of lifted his spirits and made him feel better. Heck, that night it catapulted him in the home run derby where he had a nice little run there and actually gave uh, Juan uh, Soto, who ended up winning the thing, a run for his money in that round. And then we come to the second half of the season, and he's just been a different hitter. Second half stats, night and day compared to what he did in the first half. Second half, hitting 320, 17 home runs and 44 RBIs. That's absurd production from a 42-year-old man. His batting average is top 10 in Major League Baseball in the second half. He's tied for third in home runs with Manny Machado. Then you have the uh, Orioles, Anthony Santander, and he had 18. Aaron Judge has got a measly 28 home runs here in the second half of the season. He's ridiculous. Uh, RBIs, he's tied with Goldie for sixth in Major League Baseball in the second half. And in OPS, he's second only behind Judge. Like, it's been remarkable, truly remarkable, how he's transformed from the kind of leftovers from the Angels-Dodgers, Albert, back into the guy we know, the machine that he was those first 11 years with the Cardinals. He, he's just better as a Cardinal. And I don't know whether it's just he's more comfortable in St. Louis, which is uh, it could be. I don't know if he just loves playing at Bush Stadium. I don't know. Bush Stadium's not a hitter's ballpark. It's meant for pitchers. And he he crushes it there. And as great as all the individual accomplish, uh, accomplishments have been, you know, the 700 home run club, he's tied Babe, Babe Ruth in the RBIs for second all time. He's also given this team, which is trying to win a World Series, a legit number five hitter behind Arenado. Because now you got Goldie, Arenado, second half Albert. That's a pretty sick heart of the order, considering the production you've gotten out of all three of them. But what's going to be even more odd, at least in my opinion, is not seeing number four Yadier Molina behind the plate anymore. The guy has been an absolute rock for the Cardinals for 19 years at a position that people just don't last this long at. Ivan Rodriguez played 21 seasons in Major League Baseball, holds the record for the most games as a catcher. Then you've got Carlton Fisk, who did it in 24 seasons. Then you've got Bob Boone, who also played 19, and now Yachty, who's wrapping up his 19th season. This position does not allow you to play a long time. These guys that I just mentioned, oddballs. <laughs> That's not supposed to happen. The constant up and down on the knees. Go go right now. Go squat and see how long you can do that. And then try do that. Try doing that for nine innings of baseball. Five, maybe six days a week. It's crazy how difficult it is. The foul balls. Hits off the shoulder. The face mask. The fingertips. Everything. The plays at the plate. I know things don't happen like that as much anymore, but it used to. They used to be able to run you over. It's the toughest position physically on the field to play. And the Cardinals have been blessed to have one of the best ever to do it and do it for his entire career, which spanned almost two full decades. A 10-time All-Star, nine-time Gold Glover, four-time Platinum Glove winner, won that Silver Slugger Award in 2013. Remember the narrative was, eh, you, you know, Yachty's really good behind the play, but he can't hit. He, he changed that over his career. 
Silver Slugger in 2013, hit a career-high 319, 12 home runs, 80 RBIs that year. We've talked about the difference that uh, Adam Wainwright has when Yachty's behind the plate compared to other catchers. Adam's ERA is like over a run higher with other catchers compared to Yachty. In Yachty's career, the team pitching our ERA when he's behind the plate is 3.69. Just to compare that, Ivan Rodriguez, very good at his own right. You know, one of the best ever to do it. The ERA when he's catching, 4.60. Almost a full run less when Yachty is catching. His ability to call and manage the game behind the plate, second to none. And not to mention his ability to throw out runners at second and third base on steal attempts. But also, how about the picking them off at first base, which is, which is always so cool to see. I mean, it's become an art form under Molina. People just don't run on the Cardinals because Yachty's behind home plate. You're not going to see that anymore. Yachty's not going to be there. And then, of course, you've got my personal favorite thing about Yachty or Molina, though, too, the attitude, the Yachty attitude. If there's ever a skirmish of any sort, <laughs> it's usually revolving around Molina at home plate. He sticks up for his teammates, refuses to let you show him or them up, under any circumstances, ask guys like Nick Castellanos or Brandon Phillips, Adrian Gonzalez. He's not afraid to get into the grill of a home plate umpire if he's squeezing his pitcher or calling a timeout during a pitcher's windup. He'll bark at opposing managers if he feels it's necessary. No fear whatsoever. He's been a bulldog behind home plate for 19 years. So the impact of losing Yachty, it's going to be massive, which is why I'm really concerned about the Cardinals' plan moving forward at the catching position. Yvonne Herrera, Andrew Kisner, will they be fine together next year if that's all they bring in? I don't know. I don't know. I'm nervous about that. I'd sure like to see what it would take to get somebody like uh, Contreras from the Cubs or Murphy from the A's before just handing the job over to them. But it's going to be weird, to say the least. So uh, it, it was nice to, to have a final regular season home series for them too, this past weekend at Bush Stadium. That, that was nice. Uh, we're going to talk about what happened in the series and uh, all of the stuff on the field uh, coming up next year on Locked on Cardinals. Uh, you know that it's October, right? If you can't tell, if you are watching YouTube right now, I've got all my Halloween stuff up. It's October the 3rd. That means Halloween candy is everywhere. It is everywhere in every store you go to. And this is where I like to... Um, you know, eat lots of sweet things. Yeah, yeah, it just kind of fits the season. But we've got a substitute for you now. It's better for you, and it tastes just as good. Built Bar Puffs. If you haven't tried it, you got to you gotta get your hands on some. New flavor, indulgent cookie dough, covered in chocolate. Built's done it again. Cookie dough chunk puffs. Light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And, of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. It's not some manufactured, eh, it's kind of chocolate. No, 100% real chocolate. All of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. And it gets, it's healthy for you. It's better for you than the other chocolates that you're going to get out there. Okay? Let me tell you why. 160 calories, whopping 15 grams of protein in them. You're not going to get that from your, your other Halloween candy. Run to built.com, snag a box for yourself and the family. You can find uh, you can find them online, available, ready to go, shipped to your door right away. Um, 
They're, they're a perfect treat. They're a great substitute for Halloween candy this year. If you're watching, like the new Hocus Pocus 2 came out. Wife and I were watching that the other night. Popped up some popcorn, and I'm like, wait, hold on. Instead of doing the candy candy, why don't we do the puffs? Wife loved them. Cookie dough chunk puffs. So good. And like all built bars, the new cookie dough chunk puffs covered in 100% real chocolate, healthy, light, fluffy texture. It's got the uh, uh, collagen protein in them, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love these things. I'm promising you, you're going to love them. Ditch the calories, the fat, the sugar. Grab yourself a built bar. Go to built.com. Use promo code locks on 15. That way you can get. 15% off your order. It's nice. It's nice to save a little money. Use promo code LOCKEDON15. Get 15% off your order right now. So Friday night, the uh, Cardinals honored Albert for hitting number 700 in a pregame ceremony. And again, it sucks that that didn't happen at Bush Stadium, but life goes on. No use in whining about it anymore. And to make the fans feel a little bit better, Albert said, fine, I'll hit another one for you. Hit 701 on Friday in front of the home crowd, which was awesome. The home run off of former Cardinal Johan Oviedo in the fourth inning, tied that game up at one apiece. In the fifth, Brendan Donovan and Paul Goldschmidt singled. Nolan Arenado followed with his 101st RBI of the season. Goldschmidt also had a single in the third, the only Cardinal with two hits as they managed just six in the game. On the mound, though, this was good to see Jack Flaherty. He looked decent. Allowed one run, four hits. Yeah, he had to, he had to battle through some innings. He walked two, hit a batter, but he got six strikeouts over six innings of work, retired his last seven batters that he faced. I feel like he's looked better in each outing since he's come back. And that's what you wanted to see. You want to see progress. Uh, Palante, Gallegos, Helsley shut it down the rest of the way. Cardinals get the victory on Friday night by the score of two to one. Moving on to Saturday, Jordan Montgomery getting the start as he tried to work through some recent struggles. You remember how good he was when the Cardinals first got him? Last few outings hasn't been so good, uh, but he looked more like the Montgomery we'd had been accustomed to during those first seven starts with the team. He throws six innings. He allows two runs, four hits. He walks one, but he strikes out five. The big story in this one on Saturday was the fact that the offense finally Finally got out the schneid and exploded for 13 runs. They score six in the first, thanks to a two-run single by Albert. And then you get a Corey Dickerson grand slam. And yes, we got a grand salami dick dong. We've been calling them dick dongs all year because of Corey Dickerson hitting the home runs. And now you get the grand salami dick dong. Fantastic stuff. Dickerson came into that game not doing so well. Just two hits, no RBIs in his previous 33 at bat. So it was nice to see him finally contribute. He later reached on an infield single and he walked as well. Rookie Alec Burleson also contributed with a two-run single in the second. Drew a pair of walks in this game as he fights for a spot on that playoff roster. The Cardinals send a combined 17 batters to the plate in the first two innings and scored 10 runs before committing their sixth out. And the six-run first inning, that was their biggest first inning of the season for the team. That's the kind of stuff you need. Going into the playoffs, you want to feel good about yourself. And I know it's the Pirates, but sometimes it's just nice to kick the crap out of a team. It just feels good. There's no pressure. There's no drama. Just pure domination as the Cardinals roll on Saturday to a 13-3 win. Then on Sunday was the farewell thank you ceremony to Albert and Yachty before the game, which was really cool to see. Uh, I couldn't be there in person, but I've been to a uh, ceremony that was kind of like this uh i got to go to the day that ozzy smith's farewell ceremony took place which was cool because he was my favorite player growing up 
So when he retired, uh, got to go out to the game, and that was awesome. It, it was hard to not cry watching this because, you know, you've spent so much time with Albert and Yachty. Uh, for me, it was Ozzy back in the day where you've spent, you know, almost your whole life watching a certain player at a certain position, and he's not going to be there anymore. My mom and my grandmother were at the game yesterday and uh, just said it was one of the coolest things they've seen in person at Bush Stadium ever. So, um, you know, it's emotional. They had the World Series trophies on display, the uh, two that they helped the team win. Uh, they got showered in gifts like golf bags with golf clubs, by the way, which was pointed out because the Dodgers gave them custom golf bags as well. But the Cardinals uh, were like, uh, we put in clubs too, okay? We did that. They probably had to be pissed when they saw the Dodgers gave them golf bags. They're like, you got to be kidding me. They just, they just got this, gave them the same thing we are. Uh, they also hooked them up with some uh, one-of-a-kind engraved pieces from Tiffany's and then uh, some paintings that were specifically made for them. I mean, these guys are rich. <laughs> what, what do you possibly get them? If anything, just on a personal level, I would have got them like a bunch of joke gifts, like uh, like St. Louis Cardinal rocking chairs or uh, like some Cardinal walkers, and they put little baseballs on the bottom. You know how, like, for the old people, they got tennis balls on the bottom? Put some stuffed baseballs on the bottom and say, look what we got you guys to get you into retirement. Maybe that's more of a, a teammate thing to do, but that's where my mind was. I thought they'd make some jokes out of it, but oh well. Uh, the mayor also declared October 4th and 5th as Yachty and Albert Day in St. Louis, so that was nice. And it was all kind of perfectly timed because – you had Adam Wainwright making his final start of the regular season. And um, he also got a chance to speak before heading to the bullpen to warm up, which was awesome. Uh, I read somewhere that they gave him an option. He could record something that way he could get focused on the game or he could, you know, speak live. And he wanted to do it live saying that I think they deserve that. You know, it's the least I could do. So um, that was cool. It was nice seeing Adam up there. And uh, the game got off to an awesome start. You thought they were going to roll again. Pujols drives in two runs with a ground rule double in the first. Yachty scores him on a sack fly. They take a quick three to nothing lead. But unfortunately, Wayno caught that lead up the next inning on a three run shot by Ben Gamble. First off, dick move, Ben Gamble. This is not your moment, <laughs> Pittsburgh Pirates. It's not about you guys. You're supposed to let us win and feel good about ourselves. So stop that. Uh, third inning, the Pirates take the lead four to three, but in the bottom half, it uh, turned out to be Albert's final regular season home at bat. He launches career home run number 702 into that grassy Nolan center field to tie the game. He also ties with that home run Babe Ruth for second all time and runs batted in. Just an incredible moment for everyone involved. He makes the score four to four, and that's the thing that we brought up before, that these Albert Pujols home runs, they're not meaningless home runs where the Cardinals are up you know, seven to one or something. And he just hits a random home run. These are like meaningful game altering home runs. Like they're tying up the game or giving the Cardinals the lead. It's a big deal. And in another kind of cool twist of fate thing, it was pointed out by a number of reporters that Albert hit a home run in his first career at bat at Bush stadium two back on April 9th of 2001. And now in his final regular season at bat on October 2nd, 2022, he hits a home run. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the Cards briefly take the lead again in the bottom of the fourth on back-to-back -back doubles by Dylan Carlson and Paul DeYoung. That's right, Paul DeYoung, who's batting 75 in his last 53 at-bats, gets an RBI. His first RBI since August 20th. That's a month. Are you serious? But once again, Wainwright gives the lead back in the fifth, allowing two more runs, and that's when Ollie went to the mound to pull Adam 
and he um they did something cool and apparently this wasn't a planned thing this just kind of it was a surprise to adam but he didn't just yank his starter ali also pulled molina pujols gave him each a hug out there on the mound pujols was starting at first base yesterday in case you're wondering normally dhs but uh and then the three got to walk off the field together at bush stadium one final time in the regular season Pretty cool stuff. I would love for some kind of artist to, to have a painting of that. I bet you that would sell like hotcakes if you came up with that idea. I am not a painter, so I can't do it. But for those of you <laughs> who are artistic, do that. I bet you a lot of people buy it. Sucks they weren't winning at the time when it happened, but a memorable moment to say the least. And it's hard to believe we may never see them do that again. Get to walk off the field together. We don't know. Uh, Wayno last just four and two thirds. He allowed six runs. Six hits, walks two, punches out four. His decline in September has led many of us to wonder what his role in the postseason is going to be, at least in this upcoming wildcard round, right? In his final six starts of the year, he pitched a combined 28 and two-thirds innings, allows 23 runs on 44 hits. We've talked about the dead arm thing. Um, Adam said after the game that he thought his curveball was better, but still obviously not working all that well. These are the Pirates, by the way, who aren't all that good. And they knocked him around. So um, if his name is an Adam Wainwright, there's no way. There's no way you're considering letting him start in this first series, right? Cardinals never touch the plate again. They fall in the series finale 7-5. to five. Rob Raines at stlsportspage.com noted that Sunday's attendance of 46,680 brought the season total to 3,320,551 which is an average of 40,994 fans at each game this season at Bush Stadium. Well done. Well done, Cardinals fans. That's how you do it. The team now heads to Pittsburgh for the final three games of the regular season, starting tonight with both Miles Michaelis and Jose Quintana in the game, which then lines them up for starts in the postseason. Excuse me. Although which uh, exact games they will pitch hasn't been determined yet. So, um, That'll happen tonight. So you'll get Michaelis and Quintana uh, throwing tonight in Pittsburgh. We're going to talk about uh, injury updates because uh, Jordan Hicks, Tyler O'Neill, they're trying to get back onto the field. They're trying to get back in time for the playoffs. We're going to talk about them next on Locked on Cardinals. All right, injury update time. Could have a significant impact on the postseason roster. Obviously, um, Jordan Hicks went on the 15-day DL with uh, right arm fatigue back on September 17th. He's set to rejoin the team for their season-ending series in Pittsburgh, and they're hopeful that he can get some in-game work prior to the start of the playoffs. Obviously a massive piece to that bullpen puzzle, so that's great news that he's feeling pretty good after his bullpens this past week, and um, I would assume he's going to get into one of these games. Probably, Probably not tonight, but Tuesday and Wednesday for sure, one of those. Uh, O'Neal? Still working his way back from his latest hammy issue. Uh, isn't really all that close to returning to game action just yet. O'Neal has hopes of playing in at least one of the three games in Pittsburgh, but it's not a guarantee. And if he can't, they're going to try to get him some at-bats in like a simulated game before deciding on adding him to the playoff roster or not, at least for the wild card round. Now, Ali said it it wouldn't be necessary for O'Neal to play in a regular season game to be on the playoff roster, but he will have to have gotten in a variety of at-bats before the postseason begins. Will a rusty O'Neal be a better option than Juan Yepes from the right side of the plate? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, defensively, O'Neal superior to Yepes, but that, 
that's not really what you're, you're worried about. You, you need production at the plate. And I don't know. Rusty O'Neill might be a lot of strikeouts if that happens. So, so I don't know. You know, it's not up to me. We'll see what they do. Uh, quick glance at the playoff picture in the National League after this weekend. The Braves sweep the Mets in, in, in Atlanta. Uh, they beat DeGrom and Scherzer to take a two-game lead in the NL East. Winner in the East gets that number two seed behind the Dodgers. The Cardinals got number three locked up. The Padres also clinched a, a wild card spot. They currently have the number five spot, while the Phillies' magic number is now at one. They're in at number six at the moment with the Brewers two games back after losing an extra innings to the Marlins on Sunday. So the Brewers are almost done. It looks like it's probably going to be the Phillies for the Cardinals as of today. Brewers are at home uh, against Arizona tonight while the Phillies are at Houston. Houston, obviously, really, really good. Already clinched the number one seed in the American League, so they're not really playing for anything. So I don't know if uh, they're going to have their starters in or not, but it looks like it might be the Phillies coming to St. Louis. Uh, I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan, we call him Sully, Brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. First pitch tonight in Pittsburgh at 5.35 St. Louis time. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Hit that notification button so you know when new videos are, are available. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason, and you saw it because you had over $3 million. Back at Bush Stadium this year. We'll see you next time right here on Lockdown Cardinals. <laughs>